Ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field, I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone, today I speak with my new friend Makhati. I still find it freaky to think I made a friend on a meditation app, but I reckon that is modern life, eh? It is amazing how I feel as if I have known Makhati for a long time. The conversation was also so easy that it sounds like that too. It really feels as if our souls connected somehow. This is a long episode, so I'm keeping this intro and closing short. This podcast is supported by the first layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. This is Makhati's story. Sit back and enjoy. Makhati. Yes. Welcome. You say my name beautifully. Isn't it? Oh, yes, thank you very perfectly. much. I love it. Mm. It's such a beautiful name. Thank you. Welcome to Meet Me in the Field. Meet and you thank you for welcoming in your lovely home. <laughs> I just love it. It's for. I so wish we could actually do video for the yes. podcast because I also want to tell people what I'm seeing. We yes. are sitting virtually, how many meters? 50 meters away from, from a flight. Yeah. So it's a beautiful surrounding. The sea is just on the other side of, of, a, of a little hill mm. type of thing. Nearly more mm. of a, 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 a sun It's day. a marsh. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, this is a wetland. Yes. So it's all protected. And it's beautiful. And the house is colorful <laughs> and interesting with loads <laughs> of interesting stuff. And the smell is lovely. <laughs> And we're drinking beautifully homemade Tai Chi. Chai so, Tea. Chai yes. Tea. Tai chi. Yes, we're chai. drinking Tai Chi. It's a stuff. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'm going to grab a biscuit now, now so mm. you're, going to, you're going to hear me chewing. I'm actually kind of pissed off with me. Because mm. with, yeah, Freddie, I'm very angry at you. <laughs> For I read your website a long time ago when we got to know each other. First of all, let's share how we got to know each other. What an interesting story. So yes. I joined... Through a sponsor of mine, introduced me to Insight Timer. Yes. And I've spoken about Insight Timer so often on this oh. podcast. And I always hint kind of, if you do have money, sponsor this podcast. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, then we became friends. Yes. I, I, because on Insight Timer, you can see who else is meditating at the same time as you right. in Cape Town. And right. then you can send the person a message and, or make friends with them. And right. we sent each other messages, became friends. Right. And... Then one day you said you're leaving to go to India. And yes. that was kind of how, how yes. we started. And that's when we yes. started chatting. Yes. Kind of, and what are you yes. going to do there, bada, bada, bada. Yeah. And then since then, then we switched swapped numbers. Yes. And we started chatting. Yeah. And today's the first time we meet in real life. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yes. I feel as if you know, I've known you for Me a very too. long time. Me too. It is Be- so, so yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, what's very nice is when I finish meditating, because you can see who's been meditating with you. And when, I see, when I'm busy thanking people for meditating with me and your name comes up. And I have a little smile. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that forms in my heart. It's, it's really it's, such a nice yeah. app. That app changed my life. It, it yeah. really changed the way I meditate. Because I've been trying to meditate for eight and a half years, mm-hmm. and I've been struggling. Right. And since I've been using Insight Timer, I've been really connecting with meditation. Yeah. And I don't know how it's different yeah. from other yeah. from other stuff. It's just one yeah. of those things. Some things resonate with you, things, yeah. some things don't. Yeah. So why I'm angry with myself is I did a cyber 
what do you what do they call it? I, I cyber stalked you. Okay. So I read your website, <laughs> Pilgrim in Hills. Yes, Lovely. Pilgrim what, in what Hills. What a nice name. For, for now you understand the shoes. The absolute, <laughs> and you must see the shoes. What did you, what's the sign that says? I, it says I love what uh, um, I love shoes. Yeah, I'm sure to like that. Whatever. <laughs> There's loads of shoes. There's and over a hundred pairs. Are you serious? Yeah, and about and they, they, they tend to have heels yeah, as well. Yeah, as about, serious heels. I would say about seventy percent of my shoes are heels. Oh my <laughs> That's why I'm pilgrim in heels. <laughs> and she is in heels. She's not lying. Right now I'm barefoot though. <laughs> right now completely barefoot. Only because you've done a two and a half session. I know of Zumba. Of Zumba, and she was very offensive when I said I don't know what it is. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> have you ever done bio dancer? I did. I have. And, and what? Did, I have. I'm trying to get I've, myself to it. And and is it? I I I loved. Okay, yeah. I loved bio dancer, but I'm the type of person that doesn't like steps, because I already have my own body signature. You know. Okay. I've got my my own groove. <laughs> so if I'm limit, if I feel like I'm limited, okay, by any movement. In, in in the sense that I have to follow a particular yeah. frame or a particular yeah. um, flavor, which by a dancer has, okay. they you know you you have an opportunity to you know move your warrior self or move. And sometimes I have resistance okay. towards that. It's not that it's bad, but it's just me that has resistance. Okay. But I have found some incredible Zumba uh, uh, biodanza instructors who oh, cool. have assisted me to just have utter freedom. The thing that I do love, however, is called movement medicine. Okay, and then that oh, that's your speciality. Oh, I'm a move. No, I'm a movement therapist. You're a movement therapist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you you have a doctorate degree in psychology yeah okay yes from and Rao. from Rao, france afrikaans in her state yes <laughs> now in my days <laughs> you would not have been welcome <laughs> no i would not have no i, would I was not actually have. my first no my second year no the year before i was first year was the first time that colorful colored oh students were, were, were allowed there and they were like in the outcasts when I was there. Yeah. It was absolutely awful. Yeah. It yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, let, let's not go there. We're on the spiritual path today. I mean, it's not exclusive of issues of race. Yeah, and true and, as well. Um, mm. But you did your master's mm-hmm. in movement and art. Movement, yes. In the expressive arts therapies, but cool. specifically specializing in movement therapy. And and a minor in psychology and clinical psychology in the U.S. Good grief! Yeah. So, but you grew up in the Eastern Cape. No, no. I grew up in Pretoria. Yes, you're I right, Mama Lodi. Thank right. you. Yes. Thank I you. Yes yes, 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 yes. Okay, see, yes. I told you my memories. Yes, that was good. good. All, all the, dr- but all it the came drugs right and alcohol back, but fucked it, came it up right really. <laughs> and. What I've read mm. is that you definitely grew up with religion. I grew up, so I grew up. And as, now I'm busy taking uh, a biscuit because she's now going to talk. So, so that now one I can is chew. that one is oh, it's also ginger actually. So mm. and you're absolutely gonna perceive that ginger flavor. Mm. So I grew up in a family of um, uh, that that follows Catholicism very strongly, very very strongly, and so I went through both father and mother. Both father and mother, 
my father was the Catholic. What Catholicism invites is that when you get married to a partner who is Catholic, is that the other partner also mm. converts Converge. and follows. And um, I don't know what my mother thought of that, but but she she was she was a she was a. A devout Catholic. My family is very devout. Even up to today, most of them are very devout Catholics. So I grew up going to the the, the classes for 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 confirmation, for catechism, and all of those as young children. So you go, I think, twice a week, walking. I don't know, like five kilometers to go and attend the classes after school. As Barefoot through the snow. <laughs> Not quite barefoot, but you know, almost feels like <laughs> to be more romantical <laughs> to think of it now. But 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 it was it was. Um, I mean, I think that at that obviously at the time I didn't necessarily think about it. I was doing what I was taught to do, yeah. and told to do, and taught how to confess my sins, which also is an invitation around waking up to what it is that I do in the world that may or may not be good, good in inverted commas. And good, I'm putting it in inverted commas as my 53-year-old self, but at the time, you know, good and bad was very much determined by a particular moral standard yes. of Catholicism and Christianity. Yeah, yeah. So I went through those processes, and actually one of those, if you look around, so I'm pointing out at a picture of myself. With the, the top one, that's my, that's me and my grandparents, and that's possibly my confirmation okay, with photograph. With a white dress. Yeah, with a white cool. dress, yeah. Yeah. So I must have been around seven or eight or nine. I don't know. That's a very, very young. So, you know, you can't have any kind of affirming any type of spirituality at that age. There's no understanding. There's no understanding. It's basically following. It's just following. Yeah. Yeah, It's just really following. And then um, around that age also, maybe a little bit older, my mother got very ill and wasn't responsive to any allopathic western medication and and she 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 um went and consulted with some sangoma person who assisted her to recognize that she actually had a calling to herself become a healer become a ngaka and the way it happens is one dreams the you dream of the person that is going to assist you, that your teacher okay. is revealed to you in your dreams. And my mother then had the dream, the big dream of who it was that she was going to work with to to be an initiate under. And she went and lived, um, she went to that place um, in Bubedi. In, um, so I lived in Mamelodi. Bubedi would have been now what it is, what is known as... Um, Limpopo. Okay. So she went and lived there. I have no frame for knowing how long she was gone for. Okay. But my father was basically the one running the house. My father and was and my he sisters. okay with your mother taking this route? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't kind of wife, you can't do this. It's, it's unchristian type of. This is if, the way we do it, and that's if, okay. It's I mean, the, the interesting thing is from my fam- from my father's side, there are some nuns. 
Okay. And and so it was interesting that and from my mother's side, her grand great grandfather was a big traditional healer. Okay. And so my father knew, I okay. suppose, that this is So the healing was already in the genes and in the absolutely family. Absolutely yeah. in the family. So that that is normally linear. Trans, trans it's it is sort of it is it is you and if you think about it in terms of um what is that what is that work when you work with generations? Um, genealogy. Genealogy, but what is that? Um, I'll, I'll think of the word and I'll tell you now. But if you think about how we inherit things, and sometimes the, the transmission isn't only through the genes, but it because we're more than our bodies, yeah. that a lot of the a lot of who we are is our makeup is made up of so much more than just the the the, the DNA, but yes. that but that there's also the in, the energy bodies and the the fields that that comes through so I, I and i think that's what happened with my parents and subsequently with some of my sisters and myself two of my sisters twice i didn't have become traditional healers okay. you three uh, daughters no gosh they are there was <laughs> there were seven of us oh my six girls and one one guy oh my god man. he died in exile he was killed in oh exile no. and my other sister died in a horrible car accident and that's a picture of her there. She was a beauty oh, queen. Shame, she was, she oh, was wow. incredible. She was young. She was maybe 30, 31. Oh. Anyway, so my, so my mother then left and went to, to, um, to live with her teacher, who then took her through the process of initiation. And, um, and then when she came back, then my family was completely immersed into the the African spirituality in a very tangible way where we you know, ritual was part of who we are um, and how we practiced life you know it's interesting because having just been to India now I'm jumping but having just been to India now and if you think about you know we, we do the Kunjal Kriya which is the vomiting which is the cleansing that's how I grew up you know, ingesting huge amounts of water with herbs in them just to cleanse the system. I grew up with that, using smoke to cleanse the air, mm -hmm. which is very, it's, 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 yeah. it's resonant in my experience in India. So did you ask yourself, what the hell did I fly all the way to India well, for? Well, I, <laughs> I had to see it in a different lens because I didn't see it was too close to me. Mm. But all of these experiences and, 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 and the beating off of the Sangoma drums, I mean, I, I cannot imagine. I can't even remember how many times we had ceremonies where, where sangomas came to my family, and there was an all-nighter of um, of dancing and pasha and you know making offerings and um, and initiating okay. some people and and side by side that there was the deep Catholicism. So you That's know, exactly what I want to ask yes. you. So how, did, how did you, in your young person's mind? I didn't have I'm, to. I'm showing merge sign with my fingers. I didn't. I didn't have to merge it in my mind. It was just. Um, it was. I think my family. My family held it merged for me, and it's only much later when I grew up that I realized. Oh my gosh, this is actually something big, because my mother, then, as this big traditional healer, um, Ngaka, um, she she. Um, she started for she formed she co-founded a a women's association edingaga 
which means traditional healer, a women's traditional healer association, African healers association for women where she was where we were living okay. um and um and she worked with priests and she you know she was incredible she, and was, she was incredible. now also healed from whatever was, was yeah. the big yeah wall. yeah 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 that was part of mm. so so she didn't just receive her gift and keep it within one framework i.e. the traditional healing framework, the yeah. African traditional healing framework. She didn't. She she infused it into her Christianity and into the Catholicism oh, wow. and worked with priests so that they would understand that in Africa we have this as well. And it is not an either or, but it is a both and. Yeah. And so she, she did some incredible work. Um, edu- I think educating some priests around accepting what it's they've so always weird. known. In my mind, these things are mutually exclusive. So, so, so to you, you're talking about them just kind of. Well, oh, my be, my mother made merged. sure that they they were not going to be mutually exclusive. Oh, wow. They um they 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 seamlessly see so so much so that when my parents died when my mother my, so my mother died in 2009 and my father in 2010 when she died she there were so she died on the monday and we buried her on the thursday and now a thursday is a very random day <laughs> particularly for us black people we because funerals are important exactly yeah. um and because it's also a very short period of time between the death and the funeral it's a very 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 yeah. short time that we yeah so we um so we buried her on the thursday and thinking that ah you know maybe four and a half people will come to the funeral yeah four and a half thousand <laughs> more like and Good we grief. got to the church and um to the mass um and there were eight priests oh my word who were presiding and they had a full on mass good grief a full full mass for you know not just quick prayers yeah. and then oh, let's move on and and the, the the parish priest said we have to honor this woman because of the gift that she has given the catholic church not just this parish but the catholic amazing. church amazing wow and there were more priests who wanted to be here but they could not be here because of there was no time yeah and and also because it's an awkward day a thursday is it's a very yes. awkward day but it was it was incredible to watch that wonderful so, so she left the legacy she oh completely <laughs> completely completely and i think that what she did for me in particular is assisted me to recognize that that truth isn't something that is carried by anyone and the minute anyone tries to proclaim a truth then you have to ask yourself questions about it. Ah. Nice, I like that. And yeah. not to throw what they're saying away, but be discerning and yes. sift through and take whatever can assist you to really arrive at the, the only truth which is true. And and build your own spirituality from there. And that's that's what's that's what's given me permission 
to not necessarily limit myself to Catholicism. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I can't even call myself a Catholic anymore. Or if I am, I'm a very bad Catholic. Um, <laughs> Because I'm a fledgling spiritualist, I you're a pilgrim. I I'm a pilgrim. You, you, you I go seek. on these journeys and, and, and I seek. seek. And yes, I seek. I seek, and I seek in different spaces, and I seek in different locations. And the one that I have found great solace in, interestingly enough, it's it's almost as if Christianity has turned around and brought me back to its original self, which is the original teachings of Jesus Christ. Not the ones that Christianity has tried to rewrite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, but let, really, let me put the what? Yeah, no, no, rewrite and then try and um, and and bulldoze communities and and allow itself to be used to to subjugate people and to imprison people and to you know the way that Christianity has been used is absolutely has been shocking, has been devastating to humanity. And and it's been used like that precisely because of the way it has been sold to us, to humanity. So the, the work that I really, that has great resonance for me is the work of the A Course in Miracles, which is the original teachings of Jesus Christ. A Course in Miracles? Yes. So weird that you say that. Mm. Now we spoke before we started... Um, recording, we spoke about my journey of in addiction. Yes. Before I forget, yes. this is your little gift from Meet Me in the Field to say thank you very much oh for being a guest. Oh my goodness, thank you. This Meet is beautiful. Field, made by an NGO. Meet Me in the Field, yeah, look at that. Made by an NGO in Kailicha. So, oh, wow. And it fits perfectly with your outfit. Oh, uh, your, completely. Whatever color it is, we couldn't decide whatever exactly color. what color that, whatever that is. Whatever color. So, while I was at the height of my addiction, two yeah. of my friends. I started a course in miracles, and I ripped them apart mm-hmm. in how ridiculous I thought it mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And I look back now, and I feel so awful because I now proclaim to, to to everybody wants to hear that for a addict in active addiction to have three days clean, mm. each of one days, each of those days mm. is a miracle, and we need, need to celebrate every one of those miracles. And I have now amassed a, a few thousand. Miracles in my life. So I perceive myself as a walking miracle and I laughed at people for doing a course in miracles. Mm, well, so, so that that roost came mm, home to roost, didn't it? Mm, well, and that's the but you know, and that's the thing. That's the thing and when you if you ever have a chance to read a course in miracles, it's it's dense and it's difficult and it's written in iambic pentameter like Shakespeare wrote all his plays Ooh, which is, my word but it's beautiful it's Don't lyrical it's summary? poetic <laughs> there are you can okay, find cool. and there's a South African man who's actually translated it into Afrikaans if it'll be easier are you serious mm-hmm. oh my word you know mm-hmm. the worst thing is good Afrikaans for me, is like another language. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I haven't I don't read understand it people who uh-huh. speak good Afrikaans. Kind of, <laughs> what? <laughs> what word is that? Mm. There, there used to be mm. an, a, a magazine called The Cut. I remember The Cut. I, used, I would read articles in The Cut and afterwards think, what the fuck was this? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. understand no what idea. these people are trying to tell me as an Afrikaans person. It was just, I did not understand it. So mm. I'd rather read the English version. Yeah. I'll pro- I'll pro- not that my English is better, but high, hoch, hoch Afrikaans doesn't hoch, work for me. Right. Yeah, this is, this is hoch English. <laughs> um, but what, what, 
if I may give this to you, also is from those teachings, then Jesus would say the first beneficiary of any forgiveness is the self. Yes. So when we forgive mm. ourselves first, we realize that we, we honor the divinity in us. And when we do that, we shine the divinity onto others. And so, oh. yeah. And that journey of forgiveness is such a difficult yeah, one. Yeah, it the, is. The journey, yeah. the journey to self-forgiveness. It, it took me a very long time because obviously in active addiction, I, I mm-hmm. did a lot of awful things mm-hmm. and I fucked a lot of things mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed to forgive myself for that. I yeah. found it so difficult. And you know what? Yeah. It's so weird to say that being not Christian, but visiting my parents at some stage, my father gave me this book called The Shack. Oh, gosh, yes. And he said to me, read this book. Oh. I read the back and I thought, is, is he fucked in his head? You know, I'm not going to read this. And open-mindedness, oh. I, I took it with me to please him. And then one day I opened it. Mm. And it resonated with me. Yeah, of course. And it's that book that helped me to forgive myself. Re- mm. Yes. Yes, because yes. They, they say to him, you need to forgive. Yes, the- you need to. Aha. Yes, and that if phrase was kind of. If you watch that film as well, I mean, I read I've the book. never watched the film. I've watched <sighs> the book. I've read the book twice now. Already. Yeah, I've read, the, I don't know yeah. how many times I've read the book. It is, it is absolutely incredible. And it's the biggest gift. You know, I, another thing that, that Jesus Christ says in it, and I like, you know, Part of the reason I like it so much is that suddenly he's so approachable because Christianity presents Jesus as God. Absolutely. And and Jesus is us. Yeah. You know, he is a big and he presents himself as an elder brother. And he he reminds us that what I have achieved is exactly what what I am made of is exactly what you, humanity, is made of. Yes. So what I achieved is absolutely within excuse me, within, within your it, capacity yeah. as well. So don't lord me over. I'm not that. Yeah. I am exactly like you. All you need to do is not even do anything to get hit, to get to where I got to, but to remove all the crap that yes. that hides who you really are because who you really are is full, is Absolutely. divine, is beautiful, is complete. Yeah. People always joke when I say, my higher power is not forgiving. Mm-hmm. How can your higher power not be forgiving? Uh-huh. I say, because our, she created me with all uh-huh. the flaws in me. Yes. I can't do anything yes. wrong that she doesn't know I'm going exactly. to do, expect of me to do. Exactly. And when I fuck up, she said, oh, you're exactly, yes. you're doing, you, you're you're doing exactly. You're doing exactly. acting oh. in character. So come come for a hug. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that, yes. yes. And the picture yes. of God in that mm. book, what did I say about my higher uh-huh. power? When I read that, I was indeed, oh there's God. God. <laughs> yeah, there, there she is. It's, so now, when you when you watch the film, if you watch the film, I must watch it. God is 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 this big black yes, mama. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And 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 that's that's the perspective that is held about sin. You know, Christianity will have us. You, you know, self-flagellate, I'm oh. so bad, I've done all these bad things. Not to say that remorse isn't important, yeah. but, but what, it, what, what it reminds us is, is get, you know, I, I think in one of the, one of the books that I, that I read on the Course in Miracles, A Course in Miracles, is Gary Renard's um, Disappearance of, of the Universe. 
And in there, they had the words, get off the cross. Ah. Get off the cross. It's happened once. It doesn't have to happen every single day. Get off the Mm. cross. And most important, What beautiful words. I love that. I must remember that. Get off the cross. Get off off the the cross. Just get off the fucking cross. Because in getting on the cross, you you then perpetuate the the the, the wrongdo the wrong what you perceive as wrongdoing mm. by people who you perceive as having killed me. So yeah. those people are always going to be wrong, and I am always going to be the victim. Or you, by getting on the cross, you always going to be the victim. Yes. And if there's a victor, there's going to be an aggressor somewhere. There's going to be sin somewhere. Get off the. Get I off. I love that. And and so and so the view um is there is no sin. God doesn't judge exactly the thing that you were saying. God get us no judgment. Yeah. God can't talk about forgiveness. There's no you haven't done anything wrong in the first place. What's there to forgive? There is no sin. Therefore, step into who you truly are, which is divinity, which is a, an aspect of God, and live your life from that. Beautiful, yeah. What else is that? So, you know? quickly take us through your journey from now your your childhood. Yeah. So, my, okay. To, to where you are today. Okay. Um, so, so I um. Because we can sit here talking about this stuff until the cars come home. I can see I that know. happening. <laughs> I know. So I so then there I am um, in this family that that celebrates Catholicism as much as African tradition traditional spirituality and i i live in that family until i'm until i go to university where were you, where were you at school i was so i went to a school in mamelodi my under my what do they call middle school primary, primary school primary school and middle school up until standard six i was in mamelodi and i was in i was in primary school in the 70s when there was a lot of political upheaval yeah. and um, and the assertion of black people of us saying we can't this is enough now, which is such a big you know and yeah I it's found so such important. An interesting well, I mean it's so important because it's you know when when somebody is being subjugated all the time all along, and and the other person is the one that is that is seemingly holding the power. When the one revolts and says enough is enough, the one who seemingly holds the power also needs to recognize that the gift is also for themselves. Because any power, anything that is held and based on 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 the dream of the body is is ephemeral. It's not real. Mm. What is real is is our essence and and all these boundaries that we put up um, to protect the stuff this 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 physical physicality yeah anyway so i was in school at those in those days so while you were busy fighting the fight i was in in the white areas not knowing that anything's happening because we're not allowed to know we're not supposed to know everything's been kept away from us and and that's yeah yeah that's exactly it it was amazing so if you can think of um if you can think of of your addiction for instance you know it's almost like there's one part that is holding such deep deep shadow stuff 
and stuff that needs to be looked at and stuff that needs to be worked with and integrated. But the only way to do it is to step into it. But the other part is so afraid that it keeps saying, no, don't look, no, don't look, no, don't look. Mm. And then what happens? The energy of the shadow becomes so explosive that it insists. And that's, I mean, that's That's how I, yeah. yeah. So I, this is how I see us as humanity is, um, we, we play shadow and light with each other and we insist that some people, some races become our shadow and we, be, we want to sit in the light and, and never give opportunity for, um, for all of us to really step into the muckiness of what it means to be really human yeah. so that we can go and retrieve ourselves, our essential selves. It's not even retrieve our essential selves because it can never be retrieved, but to step into our yeah. essential selves. So I'm in school in Mamelodi and my mother says to me, I'm in at six, so I'm 12. And my mother says to me, you know, you can see that there's very little education happening because we, we were not going to yeah. school. Um, and she says, I'm very worried. Um, and I think that you should, um, you should see about applying to some private schools in town and see what you, you know, what can happen. So I sat down and I wrote those letters, you know, yeah. application letters to whom it may concern. And I wrote and I and I applied to I think two schools, yeah, two schools, Loreto and Iona. And I and I got called in for interviews. And my sister and I went. The one who's passed away, she took me to Iona for interviews. And there was this Irish nun who spoke with such a strong accent. I have no idea what she said to me. I have no idea what she was saying to me. So I couldn't say it. I mean, I'm fucking 12 years old. I felt like you were reading at the cut. You know? Exactly. Precisely. So I'm surprised by this time, but I just don't. What is she? I, so, I mean, needless to say, they didn't call me. They, I didn't get a space. But... I, I, and Loretto didn't call me in for an interview. They just accepted my application just like that. Oh, my God. And then I went to, Lore, you know, went with my fat sister and, you know, bought secondhand uniform and secondhand books and secondhand absolutely everything. My parents were poor. And, oh, so when when I got accepted, my mother, also, she said to me, now remember we don't have any money, so you have to also apply for a bursary. Uh, so then I okay, write okay. To whom it may concern too. <laughs> to whom it may concern too. I hear back. And I, so I got, um, I got, place there and it was a catholic school so the same sort of yeah rituals and and that's the thing i suppose the reason that 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 um catholicism and african traditional spirituality or even many other indigenous spiritualities in one way fit in other ways of course they don't fit because catholicism is anyway let's not proclaim any (laughs) yeah uh, uh, um one place where they meet each other is around the ritual. It is, you know, around the use yeah. of, of, you know, the incense yes. and the light and the candles and all of those things. And, and it's quite ritual. Catholicism is very ritualistic. Services are very ritualistic. And, 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 I, and I suppose there's some resonance there between that and my experiences um, of traditional African healing when I was growing up. Oh when I was growing up. So I finished school 
And then I went to university, and at university went to some happy clappy, went to Catholic, went to Rhodes. Why Rhodes? You're, you're from Pretoria, okay, now you, you so, make the big track down to, so, to so, Grahamstown. So, maybe this is one of those big events in life. So, when I was 12, I had to, I had to perform a big event. I couldn't speak English. And I went to this white school where they were uh, maybe at the most five or eight black wow. students in the whole school, black pupils in the whole school. I had to learn to speak English very quickly. I had to learn to show up very, very quickly in a way that I'd never had to before. Yeah. And um, and when I look back at that time, I think I was fucking confident. A lot more confident than I am now. I, I, I think, oh my I God, it, I wish I, I had the I call it the arrogance of youth. Yeah. Isn't it awesome? The yeah. youth are so arrogant because they, they don't know but the limitations. They just don't... The I, but I also remember the anxiety. I remember, mm. I remember the fear. I remember yeah. feeling like I don't fit in. I remember all of I'm those things. I'm waving my hand. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. I remember. Yeah, I, all of those things. Resonates. But then, and then, and then now, because I'm studying the Enneagram, I realized that part of that is also my Enneagram four, which is not feeling like I'm part of. That's another conversation, and I'm sorry I brought that in. Let's park that. I would that. love to hear more so about that. So that's that. We can we can What's explore it the Enneagram. Mm, it's 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 another conversation altogether. I, so I had that big event at twelve, and then when I finished school, I didn't get um, um, university entrance, and I had to write a supplementary of one subject and. And when I did, I got into UWC for my first year. I wanted to go to VITS, I think. I can't remember. What did you want to study? Psychology. Oh, so when I was at school, I had a um, wonderful English teacher. There were only 10 of us in metric. Wonderful English teacher, Mrs. McCleary. Wonderful. Well, she was wonderful only because she pushed us. She didn't take any nonsense from okay. us girls. And <laughs> she... Um, and and I remember one day she asked me to help carry her her bag to her car after a particular lesson and on our way there and I'm thinking oh my gosh I hope she doesn't talk to me I hope she doesn't talk yeah. and then she's <laughs> you know oh that God, thing what say to yeah and then she says so what are you going to do next year and I said oh I don't know I'm going to university she says yeah I know that but what are you going to study and I said oh I don't know. And the word psychology sprang to mind. <laughs> and she said, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't even know if I knew what psychology was. And she said, psychology. And I said, yes, miss. And she said, not drama. I said, drama, miss. Yes. So, park that. I go to university. <laughs> I apply for a BA. And I go to UWC, and of course we have lessons for the first period of the year, and the rest of the year we're not studying because it's that time of uprising. And and I think, geez, I'm not that type of person that can actually manage a UNISA type. I need I need regular yeah. contact. So um, we wrote exams in in January, and then. In between, I had applied to Rhodes, so I transferred myself okay. to Rhodes. Put all my things. Now I'm 19 years old. Put all my belongings on the train. Off she goes. Off she goes to Grahamstown, knowing not a single soul. And I arrive at the train station. I think, oh, 
I actually have no idea where to go. And luckily there was a man who drove a taxi and he came up to me and said, um, you look lost. And I said, yes, I need to go to Rhodes and I'm going to this place. And she said, okay, it's not far. And I thought, oh, I wonder if he means like 30 minutes. No, he meant far. He meant five minutes. Okay. It really was not far. <laughs> and luckily he took me straight to my res. And um, so I ended oh, up. Oh, wow. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And so the thing that made me, and it all comes together, the thing then, I went to Rhodes to do my second year in my five subjects. No, I didn't do English. Psychology. Anyway, I can't remember them. I'm so glad to hear that. I was going to, God, if this woman remembers all the subjects. No, I mean, I do. Psychology, anthropology, French. um, French? um, Philosophy. No, anthrop- anthropology, French, psychology, whatever. I'm so glad whatever. To hear that. And then I, and then in my third, so I did my second year. In my third year, I discovered drama. So I, okay. in my third year, whilst doing third year psychology and third year um, anthropology, I started doing first year drama. Were you in, in school in dramatic stuff? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 I Not. wasn't. No, I wasn't, but I loved it. I went okay. to watch an exam, a drama exam, um, with some friends from Rays, and and I thought, oh my God, I have to do this. <laughs> I have to this. do this. I have to. So I registered. So ex- therefore, extending my undergrad by another three years, which of course my parents Are you were not amused. They must have freaked out. They they were not amused. <laughs> but you know, An understatement of the week. So I did, so I ended up doing honors in psychology, in anthropology, and in drama. And yeah, yeah. And then it's in, in um, when I was finishing my psychology honors that, um, um, and I was, I was, I did it part-time. I came back home. I thought, okay, I've, I've lived Grahamstown. I think I was in Grahamstown for years, hundreds and hundreds of years. And, um, and it kicked me out. And I went back home and I was living with my parents at the time, which is very weird to t- come back from university yes. and go. But they set up the garage, they converted it very nicely, blah, blah. And they were still in Mamalodi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was doing my honors part time and working part time. And uh, a um, um, colleague, a peer of mine, came one day and she said, here are these application forms for a Fulbright scholarship. Why don't you apply? I'm married. There's no way am I ever even thinking that I will go to yeah. America. This is now the 90s, early 90s. Like this is, I, this is, I, this is the 90s. This the is calculation 92. in my head. This okay. is probably 92 or 93. So I sit down and I apply for Fulbright and I got the Fulbright oh, wow. and that's what assisted me to go to America. And that's where I had another big experience of where my spirituality got affirmed in many different ways. Because actually, A Course in Miracles, that's where I met it, through the work of Marianne Williamson, the woman who writes, that's, who writes, who wrote the book, um, Return to Love, and um, that Nelson Mandela recited that, okay. that speech, Who Are You Not To Be Fabulous? Who Are You? That's Marianne okay. Williamson's work, and she um, she she introduced a course. She, yeah, she introduced me to a course in miracles. But there also I met Buddhism. Um, so where in America are you now? I am in on the East Coast, 
in um so just above new york um new york state in and just yeah in new hampshire okay yeah that's where i did my my masters at a small university called antioch met you know saw snow for the first time all of these amazing experiences but also did fire walk so there it's interesting because i got introduced to many spiritualities which are also very resonant to what i had experienced so a lot of shamanism uh women who were doing rituals and um and would invite me to all these amazing firework ceremonies and some some um native american oh wow uh sweat lodges i grew up in a flippin sweat lodge that's what my mother did you know she used to put us under a homemade sweat lodge and we would curse and be so pissed off and there it was again you know um and i met buddhism and i met yeah a course in miracles and and when i came back home after my time in the us i was walking with a friend and i walked straight into um it's now what's the bookshop um it's, it was then facts and fiction okay it's now what is it called now exclusive exclusive books, books. i walked into facts and fiction at menlin center and there was the blue book called echoes and miracles and i thought i had no idea it existed like this so i bought <laughs> it of course and and so my my spirituality then continued and now you are armed with a master's degree I'm armed with that master's degree and then when I came back I got a job teaching at Rao at my alma mater mine too <laughs> and that was then still Rao it was still Rao and and what year did you change to UJ were you there when you changed yeah. to UJ I was there during the transition okay what yeah the talk of the mergers were happening okay. and I I that's when Can I you remember had. which block you were in COD. Was it still A block, B yeah, block, C block, D block? Yeah, it's still that because we do some work there. And all and the it's different, still that. all the different colors in each all block, the and then colors. Yeah. A, yeah. A, A was the fact was the admin block, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then B, C, and D were the yeah. student blocks. But you get the block, and then you get the then you, you yes. get the lecture rooms, yes, and then you exactly. get the labs, and yes, it's A lab, B lab, C labs. lab, A. I can't remember what they called yes. them. You have good memory there. My mother worked and I was there for four years. So um, yeah. Okay. I love that building. People hate oh, that no, building. God, I love it. Why did gray? <laughs> no, it was awesome. But gray is my favorite color. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's quite but that's a lifeless gray is beautiful, but that that gray also <laughs> and you go to the toilets and the water is cold and you go out and it's all gray. It was just <laughs> soul destroying but anyway I'm sure it wasn't soul destroying just body impacting so i was so so then i lived in joburg about a house in joburg where in joburg did you live oakland park oakland park oh cool so i used to be able i grew to up in triumph oh just there just next door yeah, how politically incorrect can you get yeah you how know? dare you call it triumph yeah, even how dare you well those days triumph now sofaita well it was sofaita and then triumph and then sofaita yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right it's yeah. beautiful it's 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 yeah i mean i'll so Auckland Park was when i think those days as well each time i go there i i want to go oh. I, i feel like I, i should live here no 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 i do Cape Town Cape Town the, oh. the 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 geography of Cape Town is beautiful. The physical landscape is beautiful. Relationships in Cape Town make you work hard. Yeah. Make very 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 hard. 
The climate in Cape Town, I don't like it. Is it? No, winter climates I don't like as well. No, so, don't. now you do your PhD. Yeah. At, while you're at RAW? While I'm teaching there. Okay. So I do my PhD, and the PhD that comes through me is around following women's spiritualities. But that's what I want to just kind of f- focus on briefly, because you mentioned specifically that your mom mm. also worked with women. My mother worked, n- yes. So my mother, she's, she her biggest work was working with pregnant women or with helping women get pregnant and worked with their babies i mean she worked with everybody but that was so when you said mom and woman my thought was i wonder if 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 there's a kind of a no when i was teaching at rao what she did do now what you have to know about my parents is both of them didn't go beyond standard five so they didn't have any education my mother so excuse me she and my father had bought a, a, a shop which they turned into a pharmacy chemist type okay. of selling traditional okay, um, cool. traditional medicines, herbs. So she, um, so she, and she taught herself everything that she knew. Oh, she taught wow. herself. She taught herself how to do her books, how to, you know, her tax things. She taught herself how to do that. You know, things like that. Wow. She was just a, a fantastic, magnificent woman. So what I used to do when I was teaching at Rao, and also when I was teaching at Vista, because I taught at Vista a little bit, I would have my mother come in and teach with me around the role of psychology in Africa and how it merges with okay. um, Afri- African traditional healing. Oh, and wow. that. Yeah. So she, so she got to speak to all these students and um, and a friend of mine who used to run an, a conference on oncology with all these psychiatrists and doctors and um, she would get my mother to come in to talk about the use of um, traditional medicine in the treatment wow. of cancer. I mean, and this is a woman who sure. herself didn't have much education, but it's the thing that... Simply because one has a degree, it doesn't really translate into anything. Or if you, much. because you don't have a degree, doesn't uh, mean that doesn't, you can't. That you can't exactly, precisely, yeah. precisely. I think that my influence on particularly working with women perhaps just came from my context. You know, I grew up with all these women in the family. Yeah, yeah, and that was just. I think that that felt very familiar to me and I got I, I was I, I became very into oh when I went to America also a lot of the people that I used to do a ceremony with were women okay and I think that awakened something in me and so when I got back then I really was interested in okay. following women's spirituality cool. um, and interestingly enough I'm fast-forwarding but now, at this moment, right now, the interesting thing is, since coming back from India, part of my work has been around, well, even before going to India, has been around how do I work with the inner masculine, the masculine principle within me, and, and, and find connection with the sacred masculine in me. And I, and I had amazing experiences in India where I, I met the masculine contained within the bodies of men in ways that um, was absolutely extraordinary. Men who were nurturers 
and carers and cooked for me and um, and cared for me and drove me around and carried my bags and you were, were really playing such a significant role that trans trans it transgressed even the normal roles that men are given by society. So I come back and come That was the end of last year? Mm, yeah, just now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got back beginning of this year. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually middle of January. Okay. Um, it feels longer than that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Part of my work, it's interesting that meeting the masculine has now activated the feminine in extraordinary ways. So I think I've always taken the feminine for granted um, inside of me. And I've so I've taken her for granted, but also I've been, she's taken me through some incredibly painful experiences in the past couple of years where I feel like I've been dancing with the dark goddess. Now the dark goddess, you know, with, with Shakti, with, not with Shakti, with Kali. Akati has now walked to her coffee table in a lounge and she's arriving it's with, like two, my with two statues. Yeah, it's amazing. I've been looking at that coffee table because those are two beautiful kind of Indian type of design cushions yes, with, 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 with a window in, in a wooden frame put over it. But it makes the most amazing coffee table. <laughs> happens when you don't have a coffee table. Well, I, no, you, you have a coffee table. Yeah, you have, have an amazing coffee table. Coffee table. You, you, yeah, exactly. So, so in the and I've, I know that I've fast forwarded, but it's fine. We will. It's absolutely fine. So, in the past, since my mother died, a lot of and I moved to Cape Town. My partner and I moved to Cape Town, and we broke up. Before my mother died, my life had been about um, me being that strong 12-year-old. Strong, I can do this, I can achieve, I can, not achieve, I can do it. I can, I'm capable and I have the strength in me. I have something in me that can really get things. And, and I'm and I'm strong enough that other people can come to me. And that's really the role. That's how my family, that's how I showed up in my family yeah. as well. So the part of me that needed help, that needed nurturance, that needed holding, I parked, yeah. I, I set aside and showed up because I recognized very quickly that the the thing that gets me to be seen is when I'm strong and when I achieve. And this is the thing that makes me go and run comrades. There's a picture of me there, having finished running comrades. Yeah, exactly. My 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 face kind of. <laughs> so and and it's that part. I, and it's that part of me that that says that I'm not enough unless if I'm. Oh, I'm not gonna fit in. Or I'm not gonna be loved. I'm not gonna be worthy of love unless I I show up in a particular way. Um, and I did that for the longest time. In fact, all my life. So when my mother died, my mother was extraordinary. She knew she was gonna die, and um, she was she had been ill, but she hadn't been ill ill that yeah. you know she hadn't been sick like yeah. the the sickness that, sickness that kills people. She'd just been regular old age illness and she had a couple of weeks before or even months before something like that she had set aside every single member of my family 
my sisters, my nephews, my you know, and she had prepared them for her death. Oh my word! <laughs> she had she had done that. I was the only one that she didn't do that. No, because in her mind, I was this strong. I was yeah. never gonna need. And she so and my sisters tell me, so she dies, and I can't. And I'm absolutely devastated. I'm devastated like I've never been devastated in my entire life. And I can't stop crying. And I can't stop crying. And I cry. And, I, and my family looks at me like, what the what hell is hell's going, going on? What, yeah. Is she seeing something else? What else? Is-? Because I cried and cried and cried. For up to a year after my mother had died, I couldn't look at her mm. photograph. Mm. Because I had been so devastated yeah. by her death. Anyway. So she had said to my sisters, when I die, see, I told you that she'd prepared them for her death. When I die, I know none of you will be able to read the obituary at the church. So the only person that can do it, because she's my strong daughter, is me, Oy. she said. because she, And they all agreed that, no, you're right. We're all going to yeah. be too devastated we never gonna manage and so i was nominated to be the one that was going to read it in the could church. you do it except i oh my god i oh <laughs> my i cried and cried i cried i cried awesome. and cried and cried and it actually was the gift Awesome is the exact response because it was the gift that she gave me in her death was open these floodgates, show up as you are, show up with all your emotions, they are all worthy. That was part of my recovery journey. Uh I cried for nine months. Yeah. And about about a year clean, I I started doing a specific work and I cried for nine months. Yeah. Every single day. Except for me not accept but and for me i cried so much now there was we have a friend um who was um a psychic and my parents had seen her <laughs> and now remember that when the dead cannot bear it when we cry so much um and it it it, it um it affects them and it affects their journey okay. um along the the other side it grates on them. Okay. They they feel it as as intense, intense, intense. It grates on them, and I had been crying so much that point, and I couldn't work. So luckily, I had stopped working at Rao. But yeah, actually, it was years later, and I remember I still lived in Auckland Park at the time, and I remember I'd gotten up and had again collapsed into tears, and I was just crying and crying and crying. And um, and my partner, there, my ex at the time, now, um, got a phone call from this friend of ours, and the friend said, Sarah said, oh, um, it's Vanessa. <laughs> she says your mother says it's time to stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> I need some quiet for Pete's sake. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> but even then for up to a year I couldn't look at her photograph it was too much it was too much it was too much there here they are oh awesome 
My father was 82 when this was taken. He doesn't look it. Hey? He looks like a strong man. He yeah? was a very yeah. strong man. She as well. And oh, my wow. My mother was 70. Yeah. I am so sorry, but we need to wrap it up. We do need to wrap it up. I am having up. so much fun. I, 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 I want to hear so much more. I know, but, but we don't have I know, time. we don't have time. I know. Um, I know. We're going to do a second round of this we're at some stage. We're going to have to. Yeah, we're going to have to. But I to. want to thank you from the bottom of my mm. heart for this amazing experience to be welcomed in your home and had this beautiful mm. conversation. Um, I want to, specifically our next chat is going to be yeah. about the actual year you took off in your life. Okay. And <gasps> yes. yes. And about yes. the actual physical journeys yes. you took because we now yeah. know we that are the there. actual spiritual yes. Yes. thing we did, but yes. I want to go to the physical What's journey. What's happening inside of me, yeah. You didn't do the Camino, did you? I was going to Ah. in that year. Okay, cool. That famous but year. But I think I think your other spiritual journey was possibly the Mad Comrades, because that's that's a mad spiritual journey. <laughs> Listen, but I really want to thank yeah. you so much. It it's wonderful. such a pleasure. And we're going to do this again. It's such a pleasure. Soon? Yes, yes, we must do it soon. Yes, please. Uh, Have uh. a wonderful rest of your Saturday. Ciao. You too. Thank you. Thank you for this. I really enjoyed this chat with Makati. I even enjoyed editing it more. It is really as if I was so overwhelmed on that Saturday afternoon that I did not take it all in. Only on listening to our conversation again that I get to process it all. This is an amazing woman. I hope you enjoyed it too. Catch her blog on her website, which is www.pilgriminhills.com. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or Freddy van Rensburg or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelled with an IE at the end. I want to thank Makhati for her time and energy in talking to Meet Me in the Field. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.